0: Let's go. Let's go, baby! It's Monday!
1: Yeah, bro. Monday, uh, everybody.
0: How's it going? Happy Hypercast. You know, Happy, I hope you have a good Hypercast. Before we get too deep into it, I want to... How are you doing? It's week 10. That still says hi, Superman and Lois series on the screen. I don't screen. know what you're That's talking about. That's not what we're talking about, though. That's not what we're doing, but week...
1: It doesn't want to change.
0: doesn't want to change? Week 10 (laughs) (laughs) of Camp Social (laughs) Distance here. Uh, Oh, cool. just disappeared to nothing. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, 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 cool. I'm going to give you a close-up so you can talk for a little bit while I go fix it. I know exactly what it is. It auto-push-pulled to another layer. Of the Google Doc. So Cool, uh, cool, cool, Close cool. Cool, <laughs> cool, cool. Hey, hey, hey. Wash machine in the background.
1: Yeah, okay. That's where we clean uh, drawers, if you know what I mean. Uh, what's up everybody? Happy Monday. Hope you're all having a fantastic day. Hope you all had an amazing weekend. I did. I worked. But I also got to hang out with uh, our amazing, amazing, amazing audience. It was my clubhouse weekend. We just played a lot of jackbox games which was kind of refreshing to just take it very easy. And, uh, you know, we, I thought, oh, maybe we'll watch a movie. Maybe we'll watch a show. Maybe we'll, uh, you know, do something else. But it was really fun to just hang out and play some Jackbox games with everybody. I had a very good time doing that. It was very low stress, even though I lost terribly against everybody else. But I, I had a really, really, really good time. And this week, it is the Keebler Clubhouse. You have a chance to join the Keebler Clubhouse today.
0: The Keeble Clubhouse. Yes. huh? The Keebler. The Keeble. It's his time to Clubhouse. shine. It's his time to shine. Well, hopefully he doesn't waste it. <laughs> all right. Uh, we have a really awesome day today. It already started off great. Malika teaching you all how to make brioche bread. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks really good. Oh, I'm excited to eat it. Yeah. We got some balsamic vinaigrette and Ooh. some olive oil and Ooh. some salt and pepper. That's mm. all you need in the world, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, after this, we're going for Cookie Quest. Yeah. And Brandon Winfrey is our guest today. They are going to Echo Park. Now, Um, they've been getting a little big-headed, Matt and Brandon, competing against each other and who can get the ultimate highest score. So Lucas and I talked about this a little bit. In regards to the high score part, not to what I'm about to put them through, Mm, Uh, we have a new thing today where if they can break the current high score, we do a big giveaway. 3,650 is the current high score set by Matt and Lucas last week. If they can get to Mm 3,700, we will do a big giveaway, which will be an entire booster box of Ikaria Magic cards. So it's like $120 value booster box. Uh, We'll give away if... They can get a higher score. Now, with today's challenge, because they've been getting a little big-headed and cocky and overconfident. Um, I like to call it a little penis Yes. I've given them the longest route yet.
1: That's what you were mentioning, yeah.
0: <laughs> to the point, that, Even longer than mine. <laughs> to the point that they will have to take an Uber back to where they parked. Whoa. Because nice. the chances are there is no way they will be able to walk back that far. Oh, my God. The route on foot without distraction takes one hour and 45 minutes. And those boys love to
1: get distracted.
0: <laughs> so I gave them pretty easy locations to find. Yeah. But they're going to get a workout. You have to take Brandon down a peg because he's getting a little a little cocky, that guy. A, a, a little too much for me. Yeah. A little too much for me. Interesting. So, you can help or hinder them today and help mm-hmm. me bring Brandon down a peg um, right after this, 3 three p.m. 3 p.m. Pacific time.
1: Wait. Right? 4 p.m. Pacific time.
0: That's, it's 3 right now. <laughs> I was
1: like, wait a second. That doesn't sound right. Something it's about that sounds off. Th- it's 3
0: o'clock right now. Yeah. I, I just caught up.
1: <laughs> uh, Zach and I were just talking how crazy it is that, like, we wake up. Pretty much by like seven to seven thirty and we do like pre-work before we actually start working. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't understand how the hell it's already three o'clock. Yeah. How? Yeah. <laughs> Our meeting was like four hours ago. Three three or four hours ago. Yeah. I don't understand how that four hours like flew by like yeah. that. Yeah. It is kind of crazy.
0: Kinda crazy.
1: How it just uh how it just like
0: runs out on us. Yes, it it does. Just the day. Just disappears. And I, f- I feel it by the time the movie starts. Yeah. And speaking of movie, tonight we are going to be doing a Twitch watch-along of Harold and Maude. You've never seen this. Nope. I haven't seen it since probably high school. Yeah. So I've forgotten a lot of the movie. Yeah, yeah Excited yeah. to watch that with you all. This is one you all picked. Mm-hmm. It's your pick. Um, and if we hit our goal today, which there are many different ways that you can support us to have fun and interact with the show today, which I'll get into in a little bit, mm-hmm. but we have... Uh, these really nice vinyl stickers of Camp Social Dude, Distance. They're really they're slick. real slick. Yeah. These are heavy duty, waterproof vinyl stickers. Uh, got one, yeah, right here on the on the old laptop here. And if we hit our goal today, I'll give away five of these. We'll give away five of them, and we'll mail them out. And you can have some nice camp social little distance sticky, stickers. little sticky, sticky, sticky. Yeah, man. They're really, they're really dope. And the ways that you can support is by going to hyperrpg.live or oneshot.straylogic.com. If you go to oneshot.straylogic.com, you can see the different things that you can be voting for for next week's cooking and movies. I picked the movies today, and I kind of mixed it up a little bit. I wanted to have a little bit of fun.
1: Yo, for cooking, we got kielbasa and pierogies. Can we tie that and get
0: both? Because <laughs> I'll
1: take both. You'll take both. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Those some good okay. options. Well, for movies, shit.
0: Uh, we've got Cabin in the Woods, yep. Highlander, yep. and The Descent. Yeah. The only one of those I haven't seen is The Descent. I've heard good things same. as far as a horror movie. Same, same. But I haven't seen it yet. Uh, Highlander could be a shit ton of fun to watch with the audience.
1: I've seen a Highlander. I don't know if it's the original film. <laughs> Was Sean Connery in it? I don't remember.
0: You don't, well, okay. Then you don't because well, I've nah. seen. I've just
1: seen pieces. Okay. Um, I remember there's a there's a sword fight in like an underground tunnel. Underground
0: tunnel or parking garage? Ooh. Were there cars? I don't remember. And if There were cars. <laughs> you've seen Highlander one. Okay, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, it's not that good of a movie. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I've
1: heard it's. I heard it's like very much just like 80s. Like, action, kind of ridiculous.
0: 80s, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not that good, but it could be really fun to watch with the movie, uh, with the audience. audience. Yeah. Uh, Cabin in the Woods would probably be a shit ton of fun to watch yeah, yeah. with the audience. I
1: actually have not seen that since it was out in theaters. Yeah. So, like, I know the movie, and I know all the twists and turns of it, but I don't remember a lot of the details anymore, because it came out, what, 2007?
0: Yeah, it's been a it's while pretty, now.
1: It's been a while since that yeah. movie
0: came out, so... I would actually love to rewatch it. It would be really fun to watch with the chat because yeah. it's, it's filled with some great, great moments. For sure. And, uh, you know, we tried – we're going to be shifting over to a lot of the Twitch Prime watch-alongs because we need to try mm-hmm. to find some new people to come in, and that's the easiest way to do it. I understand that it's difficult for our international audience, but there are ways around it. Yeah. You can pull us up on your mobile phone, still watch and see the chat, and then pull up the video on your home device, whether it's your computer or your TV, yeah. however. Uh, it just takes, like, one extra step for international viewers to join. Yeah. Um, but it's, uh, it's really cool. I think the system's really neat. The fact that you can kind of just go to our page and see the movie playing if, if you yeah. click, you know,
1: well, I think like the way that we do it with the added element of a countdown timer, it's advantageous for people who also watch the, the, the VOD. Yeah. Because the VOD at no point, do still you, a VOD. yeah. Yeah. And like, at no point do you know, like where we are in the movie. So having the countdown timer is super helpful for anybody who's coming in and wants to watch like past broadcasts because yeah. without it you would have to like really pay attention to where we're syncing, uh, otherwise like yeah you can just kind of like pop in you throw it on all right cool I'm at zero I know they're about to start great let's go uh, it's it's much easier than having to like scrub through and figure it out um, so yeah you should definitely watch along with us you should uh, I know this week we have like one or two movies that are not Amazon Prime like I picked uh, or you guys end up picking The Empire Strikes Back which is on Disney Plus. But I imagine 90% of our audience probably owns that movie in I would hope. one way or another. Whether I, it's I, a VHS I or a hope. DVD or a Blu-ray. Yeah, I would hope. So, like, there are some movies that, like, most people will probably own. So even if you're not, uh, even if we're not using Amazon Prime... For a big movie like that, I imagine most people would be able to watch it anyway. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think we're definitely going to try to stick to as many Amazon Prime movies as possible. We're, we're going to
0: try. Because uh, we want to try to bring, you know, everybody in. We really need to bring some new people in. we got to get those watch long numbers back up. I, it's one of the coolest things we do here, but we have to be kind of aware of our concurrence and, mm-hmm. and how many people we're engaging. And if our numbers get too low, it means people aren't enjoying that content, and we need to think about something else to do. Mm-hmm. So rally, if you enjoy that kind of content, uh, that's how it stays mm-hmm. around. you got to rally.
1: Should we talk about some of the stuff we brought up earlier? Some people are asking, like, oh, well, if they don't do a movie next Monday, then maybe they'll do it the Monday after or a yes. different day or whatever. so
0: next week we won't be doing um, – we, we're probably going to have a special schedule next week. Yeah. And whatever you vote for today just means it just gets pushed back. Yeah. So it's like event- – we are going to watch it. It's just the date of when we watch it gets pushed back mm-hmm. uh, because next week will be a special week of programming to kind of break up the monotony of us doing the same thing every single day now for ten weeks. 10 weeks everybody 10 weeks but i hope you had a great weekend seriously um i don't know what a weekend means to you all right now <laughs> i kind of i put out a tweet this morning just kind of curious like what does a yeah. monday mean to you now mm-hmm. um because it, our mondays are different than they used to be and i'm sure everyone who's fortunate enough to still have a job how has your job changed mm-hmm. How is your workflow had to change to adapt to these crazy times and as things start to reopen and the country tries to get back to normal um i'm interested in knowing like how you want your job to keep changing or what things should change for the good and certain practices that you've picked up on since all this started because i mean it's just the fucking wild west out there right now
1: yeah yeah no uh for sure for sure yeah i know And it's like, we we talk about it a lot of like, okay, 10 weeks, how are we feeling? How are we doing? Is anybody feeling like frustrated, not frustrated, creative, not creative? It's like you have four people now with Lucas being back. We have four people and it's everyone's kind of like on a different energy level and a Mm -hmm. different like wavelength. And we have to all kind of like come together and put all that stuff out on the table so we can kind of navigate what our next couple weeks or months or the rest of the year could potentially look like. Why you got
0: to sing me out like that? What do you mean? Why you got to talk about my wavelength?
1: All right, I guess uh, I guess I don't have a wavelength. <laughs> I guess I don't got that energy. <laughs>
0: Shit, bro. Um, so we do have some stuff to talk about today. Um, like I said, you can keep pushing towards that goal. I guess 100 percent will give these away, mm-hmm. and uh, you'll also be able to interact through Cookie Quest with many different interaction models on that uh, by going to One Shot and oh. giving him special challenges. Get those hashtag Rockies ready. <laughs> yeah. He's going to Echo Park. Echo Park has the most staircases of any neighborhood in Los Angeles. Does it really? Yeah. Huh. It I used to, yeah, I, I learned so much. I, the one thing I'm really loving about these cookie quests, and maybe you feel the same, is mm-hmm. every time we get to do a neighborhood, we dive into its research. I'm learning totally. so much about Los Angeles totally. prepping these cookie quests yeah. by just reading all this trivia and insights about the history of these neighborhoods. Yeah. Echo Park has a crazy history.
1: Yeah, I imagine. I imagine. I know when I did downtown, I, it was like really hard to pick stuff, mostly because there's so much rich history down yeah. there. And I, I really had to pick and choose, like, well, what do I feel like would be the most interesting thing? And then you realize it's all so close together, even though downtown is so spread out. And you have so many different, like, communities and parts of downtown LA, too. I didn't
0: put it in the – there was so they, – they have to move really quick today, so yeah. I didn't load it up with too much trivia. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things I thought was really interesting was learning about when – Echo Park became the home for all the blacklisted writers during the communist scare. Mm -hmm. And these were a lot of the screenwriters in Hollywood that refused to go on the record against uh, communism and and stuff like that. And they all relocated in Echo Park. And it became this kind of like uh, it got all these nicknames for being associated with Mm -hmm. like, you know, the red The red this, the red that, and like a whole generation of babies born out of that area were called the red diaper babies. Just like all this weird history about that area. Yeah, it's always been a neighborhood for kind of like off the path, you know, bohemian. Just Mm -hmm. always like that's where all the weird people have located. So it's got a really interesting uh, history. It's really neat. Um, Somebody in the chat says, when do they play video games? When do you get a fucking life? Why are you watching our channel? No, I'm kidding. I'm just fucking with you. Uh, We play games every once in a while here on the channel, but not that often. We are a variety channel that focuses a lot on uh, interactive content, uh, out-in-the-world content, board games, things like that. So today, we will be doing a live scavenger hunt from downtown Los Angeles. We're going to be playing some board games. We're going to be watching a movie. We've already done cooking. Uh, Twitch is a lot more than just video games. It's an interactive platform. And I hope you stick around and enjoy. But you probably won't because I just called you out in the chat. You probably already left. But that's cool. <laughs> anyway, <Nope>. I'm out. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. I got to go. Bye. Yeah, yeah. So what's up, man? What else is going on? Oh, man. What's not going on
1: in the world? I went to Malibu uh, yesterday to try to, get a, get, just to go to a beach and just walk around in the sand and maybe yep. dip my toes in the water. And uh, there were a billion, zillion people. So we noped the hell out of there.
0: Yeah, I mean, we saw that we did a live stream on Saturday, a long bike ride. I did forty yeah. miles. Uh, yeah, and it was crazy. like a five-hour bike ride on Saturday, <laughs> and we kind of went through that area. And the beach wasn't too crazy busy, but the trails were yeah. around it. Um, but as usual, going through the really rich neighborhoods was just super upsetting. Mm-hmm. Super upsetting. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. We uh, ended up in Santa Monica, then Malibu. And then we found, like, if you go up one of the hills, they just have, like, lookout points. So mm-hmm. we went to the restaurant, we ordered pizza, and we just sat there, and we we're just like, let's just look at the ocean from afar and eat some food. Yeah. And it was actually kind of nice. Yeah. But it was wild to me, like, just how crazy it is. And I know I know uh, Newsom came out today, and he started talking about, like, the rollout plan for a bunch of new businesses that apparently are not new, but businesses that can reopen under certain guidelines. Mm-hmm. I didn't get a chance to read all the, all the factuals about it, but I... Still, regardless of of reading it or not, I'm still kind of nervous about businesses going back into operation. Yeah. In particular, things like restaurants, like anything that's a venue that can hold people. What are those places doing? Like yesterday, for example, we went to this restaurant to get pizza. And at the bar, at the bar, there was a bartender with a mask serving beers to three guys who were sitting like three feet apart from each other. And I'm thinking to myself, this is really odd that, like, the bartender's wearing a mask, every crew person in the restaurant is wearing a mask who's doing to-go orders, and there's three dudes at a bar, the rest of the restaurant on the inside is completely empty, and then the patio, the backyard patio has people Uh, on there sitting having drinks. I've been seeing a lot of pictures coming out like that of, like,
0: people... Uh, working, wearing masks with people in those areas. Which again, if you're working, you're at risk. Right. You're putting yourself at risk. And for all the people who are coming to these establishments, again, I think wearing a mask is all about whether or not you understand and appreciate fellow human beings. Yeah, for sure. Because imagine how they feel. They're having to be in this place where everyone's coming to them. Mm -hmm. They're putting themselves at a high risk. And you might be comfortable being like, oh, fuck it. I'll be fine. But what about them?
1: Yeah, really really weird. And like this 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 trio, group of 3 people, they parked next to us and they like were all dressed up and had their masks, which I was like, cool, at least you have your masks. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wait a second, are they trying to go to this restaurant? Like, what are you doing? What do you mean you're going to the restaurant? And then I see them on the patio, and they're, like, masks off, having their cocktails, overlooking the beach.
0: And I'm like, oh, of course, it's fucking Malibu. It's rich people. Ah, it makes me so mad. Dude, yeah. Lucas said they took a walk on the beach yesterday, and they were all wearing masks and practicing distancing. And that a group of, like, uh, 20-year-old kids started, like, heckling them and making fun of them for wearing masks. And then at one point, one, one of them was just, like, putting their towel over their face and, and, like, laughing and everything. And somebody said, like, how can you have fun at the beach while wearing a mask? And it's like, how can you not? What part of enjoying the beach is all of a sudden completely removed by covering your fucking mouth? How
1: can you enjoy your time at the beach knowing that you could, like, get sick and die?
0: <laughs> or make someone else sick. Yeah. Again, to me, it's always about – not about you. It's not about how you fucking feel. Yeah, it's about it's everyone about else you that you're could around. you make someone else a- – sick you know
1: and especially if the beach is that busy like common sense common sense it's like it's the same thing like when i posted this thing about twitter it's like it's not about you and your rights can and you your imagine liberties. how much
0: click quicker this fucking country could get back to normal we if would we not didn't, be on week 10 of this if we didn't have so <laughs> many goddamn idiots just fucking idiots
1: there was another video
0: Follow the rules.
1: There was a video that came out from uh, somewhere in the O.C. Oh, the thing was Dana Point of this woman, and it was funny because the video was labeled, "Oh, look at Karen got mad." Yeah. And it was, uh, I think it was a Gelson's, and this worker who was there was like, "Ma'am, I'm sorry, you can't go in without the, you can't go in without the mask." Yeah. We're like, "We're requiring masks. We're requiring masks. You can't go in." And it's been talked about for fucking eight weeks at this point, ten weeks, and she's like, "Well, I can't. I have a condition. I can't wear a mask." Da da da. I want to speak to your manager. Manager comes out. Same thing. Ma'am, I'm sorry. We can't let you in the store with a mask. You have to have a... I have a a medical condition. No. You have to go into the fucking grocery store with a mask. Why is that so difficult for you? Why? If you have a medical condition, send somebody else. Yeah. Like, or order your groceries.
0: Come on. (laughs) Just... If you can't wear a mask, does your medical condition have to do with breathing? Then why are you out in the middle of fucking COVID? Yeah. That's (laughs) the last thing you should be doing. (laughs) I don't know. There's just... My my parents run a business in the middle of nowhere and I was talking to my mom over the weekend too and just some of the frustrations they're dealing with and how, you know, it's putting them in this really tough spot because their friends and their local patrons that pretty much make their business able to even stay alive, yeah, believe it's a Democrat hoax, don't want to follow the restrictions.
1: Oh Uh, I'm not even gonna get into the signage and things that were in Huntington Beach. Yeah. I think I showed it to you, didn't I? Yeah. And I'm just like,
0: come on. What the fuck? Democrat hoax. Do Democrats somehow have power over the entire fucking world? What? What are you talking about? If it's a Democrat hoax, why is India on lockdown? <laughs> why, is, why was
1: every country on
0: lockdown? For fuck's sake. By the way, Democrats aren't in the White House and don't control the Senate. Maybe hold the people in charge responsible. We got the House. Democrats don't have the House. That's it. They got the, apparently the most power in the world. <laughs> Alt, the ultimate power to make the whole world bend to their knee. But they can't even win the Senate back.
1: Uh, it's so fucking dumb.
0: It's so dumb. <laughs> it's a pandemic. It's
1: affecting the fucking world. It would be one thing if it was like, oh, it's only the United States that's closed off. Maybe. I'm like, even so, I'd be like, okay, Whatever. Every country in the world almost was like a lockdown. Lockdown. Like some countries are still in lockdown. Like some barely have started to reopen. So many
0: people are dying. <laughs> like, and so what? many more would die if we didn't lock down. That yeah. is proven scientifically fucking proven it's not up for debate it's not a goddamn argument there are things that we can go back and be like okay maybe we learn certain things and we can we can handle this better we can handle how businesses operate we will learn from this and we will grow only if we're smart if we're all fucking idiots and go well let's just go back to normal there isn't there isn't Mm -hmm. there is no normal it's there now it's out there <clears throat> there's no cure for it so change yeah. adapt isn't that what's supposed to make us special yeah isn't that what's supposed to make us so unique even as a country evolving. you know you're a fucking capitalist country if you want to be a true capitalist fucking adapt adapt don't complain that oh your life is more difficult now people are dying their life and their family's lives are far more difficult than your inconveniences. And I don't wanna discredit the people who, of course, if you don't have work, your life can be very bad. Of course. And that is very much true. So hold politicians accountable, all right? Make yourself heard. Don't immediately just demand everyone who is lower than you. I mean, look at the stats coming out of California. The majority of people who are getting sick are people of color who have to go to work to provide for people like me. I don't have a goddamn right to complain when I live comfortably and I have privileges that allow me to live comfortably. And I know some people won't believe that they have those privileges, but if you're at home and you're out of work, also think for a second how it might feel to live with a, with the family that you have to provide for. And you have to go work at that grocery store every day. And you have to put yourself in harm's way from the start, from the very start to survive. You know, like you can deal We all are in it together. Mm -hmm. It just pisses me off so much. It pisses me off so much to see so many people so flippant about this. When people who are in a worse position than you are the most likely to get sick, the most likely to not have insurance, the most likely to not have the proper protections in place to even feel comfortable going to the doctor, to afford time off of work, and you're putting their lives at risk when you go to a fucking restaurant without a mask. It's selfish. It's self-right. It's so fucking selfish. Be better. Be a better human being. If there's a single person in our chat room right now who's like masks or whatever, it doesn't matter. It's the basic bare minimum, bare fucking minimum of something you can do to just show that you have respect for other people. It's so small and insignificant. Yep. It's not asking you to change your entire life. It's asking you to put on a fucking mask, a layer of fabric over your face. That is it. This, and so many bigger things can be done. But what it's showing us as a culture, when people are against this basic small thing, is that you don't give a fuck. And you will not do the bigger things either. If you can't do the smallest little thing to help other people, Lord knows you're not going to do the big things either. Yeah. And we're all fucked.
1: That, I think, has been the most eye-opening thing that I think a lot of us have learned about a lot of people in these situations is like, great. So you're unwilling to just put on a mask to protect the people around you, strangers, whether you know them or not, doesn't matter, and yourself. What the fuck does that look like if we get into something even worse than this? And like you're asked to do something it even is worse. More. I
0: mean, we're being asked to stay home. <clears throat> yeah. It's like wearing a mask is like you're allowed to go out. Yeah. Just wear a mask. Yeah. It's a minimum. It's not even saying stay in your house on lockdown, which yeah. some countries are doing. Oh, for sure. I mean, We Italy, still have rights and privileges yeah. here that other countries don't. Certain countries have governments that say if you go outside, we will arrest you and yeah. throw you in jail yeah. for endangering the populace. We're not that. No. We're not that. Like, we can still open the garage, walk outside,
1: and go for a walk. Just put on a mask. Like, (sighs) that's it. That's it. It's so simple.
0: It's so simple. Put on a mask. Stay six feet away, at least away from people. Yeah, we've, we've had numerous people in our community who are essential workers who've said that they've had to deal with people who make fun of them for wearing masks yeah. who yell at them for wearing masks as if they're playing some political game and they've been working all day for weeks putting yeah. themselves in danger to provide for that individual who's making fun of them you know like yeah. how the the, the um, i just can't even imagine my mind being <clears throat> someone that's so like fucking I, I can't even think of the mindset to yeah. go into a, a someone else's business and make fun of them as if they're being a part of some political right. game by trying to protect themselves yeah. while providing a service to them, yeah. while literally providing a service for that individual. Yeah. I, I can't even comprehend it. And I want us to be better. I want us to be better as a country, better as people, uh, to to get through this. You know, because we're it's going to change. The economy is going to change yeah. drastically, and the every way industry will be affected by every industry, all this. every industry. That's the way it is. We're already,
1: we're already seeing it. I mean, there's so many companies that are talking about they're going to be working from home for the rest of the year, maybe for, forever, who knows? Uh, and I think that's going to be something that we're going to see adapting, being adapted into every, every industry. Obviously our own, too. Oh, yeah. Our, our industry is literally built on interaction between people. Yep. That's going to change drastically. And the way we go about film production and TV production and, and you know, everything, just everything, production itself. How, you know, post-production, visual effects people, how they work together in close proximity. Like, everything. Everything, Mm -hmm. everything, everything, everything. Uh, It's going to be crazy. It's going to be wild. Maybe good things will come out of it. It's going to create a lot of, like, uh, a lot of obstacles for a lot of businesses. I mean...
0: A lot of businesses are going to close down. Yeah. A lot of people are going to lose their jobs. It's going to get harder before it gets better. But the only way we can get out of it quicker is to have some fucking forethought that... If we hold on to these base things now, mm-hmm. we can reduce the spread, hold it off, and we can hopefully save lives, which means that this has less of an impact on the economy, mm-hmm. your long term. And I know that's hard to tell people when you're hurting now. Yeah. When you're hurting now, that's really hard to tell people. But it's the truth, mm-hmm. you know. And the longer we let this go on, the more we drag it out, the worse this is <coughs> going to be for the whole country. Yeah. Yeah. For the rest of the year, you know. Yo,
1: we don't want to be in this garage forever. We don't, you know. And <laughs> I want to go I... breathe some air, like in a different state. I know, right? <laughs> you know, and it's like, yeah, even the factor of traveling, I, I, I get a little stressed when I see photos of people on planes and, like, yeah, they're all wearing masks. But it doesn't change the fact that they're all sitting like shoulder to shoulder breathing the same area. Yeah, you know, like that's
0: I'm sh- telling you man, stressful. the stuff that like stresses me out the most are the people that are getting re-sick yeah. on the navy ships, you yeah. know? Like people who tested negative after having tested positive and then getting sick again. Mm-hmm. That stuff's terrifying. It's terrifying to know that you can get reinfected. Yeah. You know, and, and yeah, there's not – they haven't released the official data on, like, okay, was the first time, like, not very bad, and the antibodies didn't build up, or is it that the antibodies build up, but it doesn't matter? You know, Mm. like, we don't know. Yeah. It's – we don't know.
1: Yeah, and, like, as someone who, to this point, uh, I am going to assume, because I have had zero symptoms, that, like, I haven't, you know, I haven't caught the virus or anything. Yeah. I am not willing to play that game of chicken. (laughs) Like – I don't want to. I don't want to deal with it. I oh. want to be sick. Like, nobody. Why would you want to be? Why? Why?
0: Yeah. Uh, just just wear a mask. It's yeah. the bare minimum. It's the bare minimum that you could do yeah. to show that you're not a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. And that you actually care about other human beings. Yeah, and just be respectful of the fucking It's not asking man. you to give up your life savings to someone who's worse off than you. It's yeah. just saying, put on a damn mask. That's it. I. I it's the simplest request. It's so not difficult. Um... And just think of, like, if we as a culture adapt to that idea, mm-hmm. how many lives you'll save in the long run? Right. Flu seasons will be less bad. Yeah. You know, like, less people will die just from the flu if we adapt better practices. Mm-hmm. And, you, you know, I would hope that we could think maybe there's something positive we can take out of this. But instead, I'm seeing, like, this negative where people act like it's some sort of rebellious right to not have to wear a mask when I'm being told to. Yeah. It, it's it's like it's like smokers i guess mm. and like how long did it take for smoke for people like to finally understand like when you're smoking and breathing on everyone else with your smoke it affects them it doesn't matter about how yeah. what you want to do second you're breathing that smoke on everyone else yeah. you know and how how many years did it take for the culture to be like <laughs> yeah i guess that sucks and we don't want to do that <laughs>
1: i mean like i'll be totally honest i grew up in that environment of secondhand mm-hmm. smoke and it took until like a few years before you know people started paying attention that it was like, oh, we should not do this. Yep. We should not put other people on, you know, in these
0: circumstances. And, and so Kate Suki says, I don't wear masks because of my severe asthma. You are the type of person that is exactly why everyone else should be wearing a goddamn mask. Because if you have severe asthma, you are highly, highly at risk for COVID to be detrimental to you. Just like my wife who has asthma, you know, like that's why. And I would say for those individuals, if you can't wear a mask because it's hard to breathe, because you have those kinds of breathing problems, you probably shouldn't be going out. And you shouldn't be going out and about because you're at a high risk and it's super dangerous. But we have some other things to talk about before we just go down this long train of absolute disappointment in my fellow man. I am the disappointed dad of this country right now. I'm just so (laughs) upset with you all, not you in particular, the fucking idiots I see in Brentwood. Jesus Christ, that made me so mad. It's like the second you go into one of those neighborhoods, I'm like, man, all these rich motherfuckers think they're invincible. Yeah. Between that and Huntington Beach, I'm like,
1: oh, I, I genuinely, like l- genuinely, I, w- I saw those images and I was like, you know, I don't think I want to go down there and support anybody. <laughs> yeah, right? Which sucks because like all of those businesses in that area should not be responsible for the actions of those people. But those people I put such a sour taste in my mouth
0: that I'm like I'm good, I'm good. <laughs> I don't want to deal with it. Sucks, man. Yeah. Um, but we have some other stuff to talk about. Uh, today, Spike Lee dropped a trailer <clears> for his new movie. Yeah. Which is a Netflix. It is. Uh, original, straight to Netflix. Did they? When's it coming out? I didn't. It see is that. coming
1: out June twelfth, twenty twenty. June
0: twelfth. I guess uh, I can. I, I will. I will claim
1: that as a birthday present. <laughs> oh. Yeah. It's right before my birthday. Did you watch the Black Klansman? Yeah. It's John good. David Washington. Yeah. So good. It's a
0: good movie. I mean, I watched that
1: movie and I was like, "Oh, I totally unri- like I'm very excited to now see the future career of this actor Yeah, and now he's going to be in Tenet and uh like that's super exciting to me." So, yeah, I'm all about
0: it. Really really excited about it. Do we want to watch the trailer? We could. Yeah, we could do that? We could do that. Do we have the power? We ha- we might have the power. Do we have the technology, the ability?
1: It's, it's possible. The resources? It's possible that we know a thing or two here about tech.
0: Oh, okay. Pull it up. Okay. You let me know when you're good. Are you guys ready? I'm gonna check it out. Let's go. Oh, now the time has come. Whoa. The five bloods. Black GI is it fair? serve more than the white Americans that sent you here. Nothing is more confused than to be ordered into a war to die without the faintest idea of what's going on. I dedicate this next record to the soul brothers of the 1st Infantry Divisions. Be safe.
1: Oh, sick.
0: Welcome back to Vietnam.
1: Look at that, man in all his
0: blood. Who was that guy?
1: Wow. That guy was
0: the best damn soldier that ever lived. Hey, I have no place to stay. Hey, we bury it. Made it on, we come back and collect Shall
1: resign the presidency. Being back here. It is not easy. Now the time has come. Time no to run. Broken man. So are you blaming yourself? You don't even know. No!
0: we been dying for this country <clears throat> from the very get Now the time has come. There are things to really give this goal. To our people. Hold on. In my line of work, I have to be very careful. And that means knowing exactly oh, what the, the fuck?
1: business. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. That looks great. Oh, hell yeah. That looks really good. Uh, it was really good to see actors like Delroy Lindo. I feel like I haven't seen him in a while. Um, That looks really cool. I, I like, I think everybody knows this. I'm a stupidly, uh, I get very excited when movies utilize, like, aspect ratios and filters, to, like, emulate old yeah, film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it looks so great how they did it. You know, you see all the all these like historic historical looking shots with Chadwick Boseman, and like the film, like it looks so authentically old film. And I love how it like switches in between. It, it looks really really good. But also, obviously, like the story itself, I'm very interested uh, in just to like learn more and to know more and to just fully absorb that.
0: Story. Yeah, it's like I I liked it. I feel like the trailer showed you a lot without showing much. Yeah, really at all. Uh, like we saw a lot of shots and scenes to kind of set it up, but there's a lot of plot mm-hmm. in there that we don't. Yeah, really yeah, know. yeah. So there's a lot of discovery that can happen. Which yeah, is great.
1: which I think is really, really cool. Um, this is dropping on Netflix for for people who are asking. Um, Netflix July 12 or June 12th. Sorry. Um, yeah, I mean, the trailer just has so much style, mm-hmm. and like I always appreciate a, a trailer that like like you're saying doesn't give you a lot of all the details of the just story. Enough. Just enough yeah. and it has a lot, of, a lot of the flavor of the director. Yeah. And, like, that's something that is always exciting. I feel like, I don't know, I, almost every single Spike Lee movie, for the most part, like Black Klansman also, just had so much, like, visual flair and style that it pulls you into the movie. And I think, like, to me, that is, like, the success of a trailer. If the trailer has to give you the entire plot or the story... Yeah. Then like, I'm not as excited to see it because if yeah. I know what the hell I'm going to go, it's like I already know everything. Then like, well, all right, cool. It looks good, but like this does a really great job of giving you just enough, while also just visually sucking you in. And I love how it just like changes formats and all that stuff. Like that's the type of stuff that like, I love. Um, I, I would like to see this in a theater if it if it will get a theatrical distribution at least for award season, whatever that means this year. Uh, if they'll put it out in a couple of theaters, because I know sometimes, because I know. Um, black Klansman was a theatrical movie but i think fairly quickly went to streaming i don't remember exactly it was a couple i can't years remember ago. either it was when was that 2019 2018 but it like debuted a con it won the grand prix award and it like did incredibly well so yeah. um yeah i definitely want to I'm, this is like a no-brainer watch for for me oh yeah especially with with this amazing cast you know like you got chadwick boseman Delroy lindo jean renault yeah, I'm gonna I'm all in. Do it, baby.
0: I'm all in, baby. Uh the other thing I want to talk about today is this baby right here. This is the Fuji XT
1: four. You bastard.
0: Um pre-ordered this back in January. Yeah. And it kept getting delayed. <laughs> A hot minute ago. After delay. After delay. <laughs> oh man, just kept getting delayed. Um the XT four is the fourth in the generation of the XT line. And uh, I have been a proud owner of an XT3 mm-hmm. since it came out, which wasn't that long ago. Yeah, uh, the the turnaround on the models is it's just like three four years, right? Yeah, like really that. great. And um, for those that might be camera nerds and why you know this one is even needed or a big difference, uh, updated sensor, gold. I I'm a huge fan of the Fuji sensors, mm-hmm. and if Fuji had a couple things, I would start using the Fuji cameras as my primary like b-roll video shooters uh or main shooters often and the things that kept me from doing that was uh optical image stabilization like in body stabilization um iso wasn't as good as the sony's for low light reduction Mm -hmm. um but their codecs and how they handle image is my shit fuji has always been my favorite when it comes to the way the image looks coming out of the camera yeah the The sensor, the way it handles color. Um, I'm not going to lie. You
1: can shoot a photo on that fucking thing, and you probably don't have to retouch it that much. No, this thing is a great
0: photo camera and now a great video video camera. X-T3 had the ability to do video, but this one now is like my primary until maybe the new Canon comes out. But I don't even know if I want want that. Hey, man, you get that. I'll get the Canon, and uh, we'll share. So one of the things that makes the some of the updated features on this is there's now a flip out screen Dude, that's, that's articulating, like, which is huge. Yo, uh, when you're doing you my know God. when you're doing content like vlogging or things yeah. like that, you need to be able to see your shot. If you're oh. or Sorry. even if you're like Malika upstairs shooting a cooking show, yeah. it's good to be able to flip the screen around and be able to see what your <clears> framing <throat> is. Um, they included in body image stabilization finally. Yep. Five stops of image stabilization. Um, and it's not As good as the Sony um, newer models, but it's, like, so close. And the only reason I say it's not as good is to go that little extra mile. They included some uh, digital image stabilization as well. And like when you're doing a GoPro, there's just a little bit of warping that hmm. I don't like to see in my footage whenever yeah. uh, you're using that. A little so I like would turn, skew
1: in the lower left corner. You're like, I would oh! turn that off,
0: and if hmm. you really need image stabilization, I would turn that off, and I would uh, try to get a lens that also has uh, optical image stabilization yeah. built in instead of in-body stabilization, and then you could turn those both on, and that'll give you that extra little bit that you need. Not many Fuji lenses have actual stabilization built in, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing I love about the Panasonic's is a lot of micro MicroFord lenses four third lenses do have it. Mm -hmm. All of our Lumixes that we have around here, they all have optical image stabilization and we keep them on a locked off tripod all day. So, you know, whatever with that. But uh, the other couple big things that they updated, um, you can now do 4K, 4.2.2 internal recording, um, 8-bit. You can do 10-bit on the HDMI out, but um, at 400 megabytes per second. And that is fucking awesome. On an SD card, 4K, 60 frames per second, 400 megabytes per second, at 422 8-bit is just like... These are a bunch of numbers to a lot of our audience that are going to be like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm,
1: I'm not going to get up right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> it's damn Dang. sick. Dang, uh, dude. Those are some internal stats that are just... Everyone talks about how great the Sonys are. Yeah. I've used them for very specific needs, but the thing that I've always disliked about them is I don't like the codec. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like the codec falls apart pretty quick, and it's just not high enough bitrate. When yeah. you want to push it, it doesn't push. So you end up doing, I think, it's better off with the Sonys do a lot in body. So I decided just really quickly, oh, and you can do 1080p, 240 frames per second at 400 megabytes per second. Um, the Sonys also do 240 frames at 1080p, but it's not... It falls apart really quick. Yeah, we used it for a lot of stuff. We shot a lot of slow motion stuff with that. Um, it falls apart really quick because the cu- there's just you need so much extra data. Because if you're doing it, you know if you're doing 240 frames per second, yeah um and you're still recording at 400 megabytes per second that's getting divided up into all those frames Mm -hmm. so if you want the best quality fucking image that you can mess around with and post shoot 24 frames per second 4k 400 megabytes per second and you're getting the most data per pixel as absolutely possible if you do the math at 240 frames per second you're dividing that across that 400 yeah but compared to a sony where there's only 200 megabyte per second max oh, across wow. 240. Yeah. You see how quickly your codec <clears throat> falls apart. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, you just don't have as much data. Um, you can cut to some of that if you want, if you want to play. Uh, I, so I went and I just kind of like fucked around on my skateboard yesterday and we shot some like slow-mo um, 240 frame per second uh, F-log in camera. So that's mm. kind of a flat. And I just – I did nothing to these other than applying just a very fast – uh, color codec at on this, top.
1: You could. I don't know if you can see on the, if you saw on the TV, but you could see like the dust particles. Yeah, the little
0: dust particles So this is just 1080p. Now, obviously, our chat's going to be watching this at 6,000 frames per second over a live internet connection. Yeah. It's not going to be that great. Um, but what I wanted to show is like how smooth the motion was. Yeah. You're going to get a little bit of anti-aliasing and moire as you would with. I wanted to show that off. I wanted to, like, use it in right. a location where I'm like, all right, chain link fence, yeah. textured ground, yeah. textured trees. How much artifacts am I getting? Mm-hmm. Um, I think every shot in this holds up pretty well. Yeah. Except one and the only shot of me on the board is the one that falls apart the most because there's a flare. So you're getting, like, some, like, problems with textures there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ground has a really sharp Like aspect to it, yeah. Because you have all like the tiny pebbles and stuff. This is a nice shot. Yeah, unreal crisp. Uh, So you're just getting like just a lot of nice natural fall off. I love the codec on this camera. Yeah, man. this right here. Great. You see the so, ground. Yeah, I it think, looks
1: like the ground's like sparkling.
0: Yeah, and around my shoulders, you actually start to see some compression yeah. artifacts as well because yep, yep. of all the different textures right next to each and other. The barbed wire right there. fence, and the, barbed wire, the aliasing trees, aliasing everywhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that one I think starts to fall apart. But I would love to go back and shoot in a similar spot with a little flare. Yeah, the 4K, 400 megabytes per second. Oh my god! And just see like how the codec holds up. Hey man, what are we doing for the
1: rest of it? Can we fuck off I and know, do right? that? I'd love to fuck <laughs> off and just like. Screw around. Well, it's so interesting that you that you because uh, I didn't know that we were going to be showing this stuff until this morning. Mm-hmm. Last night, I was doing a really deep dive read on Midsummer and oh, the yeah, cinematography yeah. process because I'm an idiot and I'm the type of person who will spend forty five dollars to import a four K Blu ray from another country because I want to see right. that movie in all its gr- glory. Right. But they were talking about how they're doing so much testing and even like professionally, they run into these things all the time of like. How does the image look? At what at what megabytes per second does the image fall apart oh, when yeah. we're doing these you do so things? many testing as a yeah. camera op
0: and a camera tech. Yeah. Uh, there are entire studios set up where that's all you do. Yeah. Um, when I used to do commercial work, we would. Oh. Uh, yeah, I know, right? When I used to do commercial work, we would set up to. Um, <laughs> we would set up Handsome guy. <laughs> at the rental house. Yeah. And you would have your color charts. You would have your resolution charts. Yeah. And sometimes they would even have a small scene set up with lighting. Yeah. And you would go through your tests. Yep. And, um, sometimes you would even go then as far to, um, uh, take those like tests. And if the director is like, okay, I like this combo of this lens with mm. this sharpness with this, like, yeah. you know, uh, setup, Cause not all directors want super sharp. It depends on no, the product. Exactly. It depends on what you're, what you're shooting. You know, like I, yeah. you know, sometimes it's really fun to take a really high quality, like, you know. I remember doing one job on uh, the Epic. You know, we're shooting at 5K mm-hmm. raw, mm-hmm. Um, but we're using old Russian lenses. Yeah. And you're like, oh, why would you do that? I was like, well, so you have so much room in post to move the color. Yeah. And and to push those pixels around where you want. But the image itself had a softness to it. Yeah. That, like, really felt organic.
1: Greta Gerwig talked about that for Lady Bird. I, was, like, one of the articles I was reading, they were like, we purposely went with this camera at this resolution. They went, yeah, I think they shot at, like, 32 uh k mm-hmm. and they were like we did it because stylistically it fit the look that we wanted for the movie right Whereas it's like midsummer they shot uh, i think it's like the dxl2 they shot at 8k and they scaled it down to four and some stuff they shot at 5k because they were looking for for a very particular visual aesthetic when they are kind of like in this like dreamy look mm-hmm. this dreamy uh, right, sequences right, right, where they're right. like on drugs basically Uh, They wanted, like, that to have its own look. So it's, like, everything is with a purpose, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, But, like, I love doing deep dives on that kind of stuff. Um, I think the website I was reading, it's called Premium Beat. And on the surface, you would think, like, oh, it's about music in videos or something. Right. But they have a blog that actually talks about – it talks a lot about um, Oscar-nominated films and what they shoot and why – and they have interviews with the cinematographers, nice. and they explain, like, we shot this in RE-RAW with an Arri Alexa 65, and this is why. And we finished it, we finaled it in this version for this reason. It's really interesting once you kind of get down into, like, the nitty-gritty of why certain movies are shot this or shot yeah. a certain way.
0: And and for the someone in chat who says, can humans even uh, differentiate 8K? That's it's not...
1: Not the reason why they shoot why. that. It's
0: not why. When you're shooting an 8K image, what you're not thinking about is... So imagine something like Avengers. Yeah. Where mm. in that final scene, everything's comped. Yeah. Can you, uh, like, if you were trying to do that comp and you had shot in 1080p, your actors eight on bit. a green screen. <laughs> yeah, 8-bit, <eight> <laughs> 1080p. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, damn near impossible to make it look natural. Yeah. To make it feel like they're sitting, you need as much, to make that natural fall off happen around hair and skin, like shoot that in 8k 10 bit internal raw so you can really get into that image mm-hmm. and like move the green out from around every follicle of hair and things like that to then place that image inside the comp at its most natural look yeah. without having to like shrink the image lose all the detail and all the all the resolution yeah uh so it's going to be transferred back down to that size but it gives you so much room in post to do more with the image or for instance if you're doing something like midsummer in 8k Mm -hmm. um if i was the director i'd be like okay well we're going to shoot this landscape shot at a wide knowing if in post i want to make this a medium wide yeah okay you know like or even let's shoot this medium yeah yeah and we can make it a uh, medium-close if we want. Exactly. You know, like you've got options. Now, you never want to push <clears> that too far because it starts to look a little unnatural. Right. But from 8K to 4K, you could very easily shoot a cowboy shot and then in post be like, nah, we're going to do medium-close. yeah. And you've got that option.
1: Yeah. And especially with a lot of cameras. So, like James Gunn talked about this on Twitter, on his Twitter about a month ago. People were asking him about Suicide Squad, the new one that's coming out, and how they shot it. And he said, because of the demands of the movie and because we're going to be Inputting so much post-production material, it was better for us to go with a higher format, not just because it's 8K, yeah. but because of the data we can get out of the camera. Uh, he t- so somebody had asked him, you know, like, how are you shooting? Are you shooting an 8K again like you did with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2? And he said, we shot the Suicide Squad on the Red Ranger Monstro 8K VistaVision, the, uh, the Red Ranger 8K VistaVision, and the Red Weapon 8K VistaVision. And we were the first feature film to use the new Red Komodo. And so then somebody asked him, like, okay, well, then are you, does that mean you're going to finish the movie in 4K? And he says, yes, we're finishing the, the Suicide Squad and the visual effects in true 4K, as opposed to finishing in 2K and upresing resing a 4K release, which is more common. It's a colossal film which will more than make use of all of this. So it's like, it really depends on the project. And if you know you're going to have a movie that's going to require a lot of postwork yeah. and a lot of, like, inputting of, of basically data, it's advantageous for you to have the most data to work with. And I mean, like that, we talk about it sometimes. We talk about how for visual effects houses, that either is a huge advantage or sometimes if your pipeline is not sort of built for that, it can be extremely difficult (laughs) because you're moving these gigantic 8K files through the pipeline. And sometimes you have to work directly with the 8K file and then through the pipe, you like shrink, you scale it down to 4K and then you input all your visual effects pieces and then you output a 4K file. So it's like oof, it's a, it's a lot of work. And yeah. I know like-
0: Data is expensive. Data's data is data. Data is data. And it's the expensive. higher it gets,
1: it gets very expensive. And, and most important, like the render time is nuts.
0: Yeah, time is of the essence. So yeah, I mean, yeah. all these questions go in when you're making a movie or a commercial or mm-hmm. anything like that of like time, resource. Yeah. Like what, what do you need? What's the output?
1: Yeah, and Warner Brothers is one of those studios that has been pretty good, I would say, for the most part they like to try to stay in the 4K mastering as much as they can. Because, again, you also have to think about archiving. In 20 years, you know, you can go back and you can do a remaster of a movie. Yeah, at this point, because it's digital, you will have to up-res it to 8K if we ever get to 8K Blu-rays. I personally don't think it's necessary. To me, 4K is kind of like the cap. I think if you try to go into, like, the 8K stuff, I don't really know if you're going to be able to tell that significant of a difference yeah. at that point. Yep. To me, it all becomes about how does HDR, how do those types of technologies advance? Oh,
0: I find it like so interesting when color stuff drives me crazy. Resolution, luckily, is resolution. Yeah. Color is...
1: It's endless.
0: Fucking awful, man, to yeah. think about. And, th- and that, like, <laughs> you can finish something at a certain bit depth quality yeah. like, with a certain like range and th- and like that's what's stuff funny about the f-log stuff like if you have your whole color spectrum here mm-hmm. and you're shooting in a circle this big within it when it finally makes its way to your phone or tv you're only using up this yeah. sliver yeah you know and you're losing a lot of the in-betweens a lot of the this and totally. that so when they talk about hdr it's just to give you more breath within yeah. that color but at the same time hdr looks different on almost every tv i watch it on And that's fucking terrifying when you're the colorist. Like, you never know. Yeah. And I like, I love this initiative that's being pushed forward about the film mode on new TVs yeah. to get it as close to like what it was intended to be with all the shit turned off mm-hmm. as possible. I want my TVs to come with a CRI index like my laptops do. Yeah. Why don't TVs come <laughs> with a CRI index? I, how do I not know how well the RGB is being represented on a TV but every laptop I get to know. I mean even
1: for this TV I was looking up like what is the best settings for and I looked it up and I'm like okay ours is like pretty much spot on to this. Yeah. Um but yeah, I, I am very interested to see if if this new filmmaker mode that's supposed to come on future TV starting this year is really going to work because it's supposed to pull metadata from the 4K disc. So if you're watching, let's say, The Suicide Squad in 4K, it's a, your TV, if you activate filmmaker mode, it's supposed to talk to the metadata on the disc and say, great, we're going to automatically calibrate your television to look like, like this. And it's supposed to represent as close as possible to what the director intended. But I do agree. I think for a colorist nowadays, it is a pain in the ass to color time a movie because you're color timing it for Dolby Vision, for IMAX, for a regular 4K theater, for a non-HDR television. Most
0: people are going to watch that shit on their phones.
1: Yeah. For 4K UHD, but then, you've, like Zach was saying, you have a hundred thousand different types of televisions that are all calibrated differently and i get frustrated when i walk into a best buy like nah man you want to have true motion on and i'm like i'm gonna throw you out of this store <laughs> i'm gonna get you fired <laughs> you son of a bitch don't yeah. do this but you know it's 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 tough it's really tough and we're we're kind of purists in that regard that like we we will do everything in our power to try to yeah. calibrate our devices to as best represent what the director intended but like They're not expecting you to do that. Yeah. That's why they want a a button that you can click on and it does it for you, you know?
0: Well, anyway, I I know in the last 30 minutes we talked about a lot of stuff that probably went way over your heads, but, you know, hopefully you enjoyed the ride. Coming up next is... Cookie Quest. Cookie
1: Quest. I I'm excited to, Yeah, yours. I'm
0: excited to keep going out and shooting some stuff with this wonderful XT4. Yeah. And I'm pumped, uh, man. yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. But don't go anywhere. Coming up next, Cookie Quest, Brandon Winfrey, Lucas Eubank, trying to set a score of 3,700. And if so, we are going to give away an damn. entire booster box of magic cards. An entire Ikaria booster box of magic cards. If they break the high score, I don't even think they're going to finish. Nah. I'm caught. Nah, calling it. dude. I don't think they're going to finish. Nah, dude. Stick around. We will be right back.